If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, Justin, Adam, and I yeah. have our intro conversation for the first 36 minutes. It's my minutes. favorite part. It is our 72-hour fast update. Oh, boy. Who's hungry? All three of us completed a 72-hour fast uh, on Sunday. I don't know when this is airing, but That's it was That's not true. I did 48. You did 48. That's yeah, right. True. My bad. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to Find out why. In. Find out why Adam didn't have the strength. Found out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> then, we <talked> about, <laughs> then we talked about my son's basketball tournament. Uh, that was awesome. They got third place. Also, how Sal drugged his son with some cacao. I gave him some cacao <laughs> bliss. Performance enhancement. Pre-workout. Did you like pixie dust it in there as, like so he didn't know? I gave him half a scoop All right. Uh, All right. as a performance enhancer. And I think it might have worked. He seemed a little jazzed. We are sponsored by the makers of Cacao Bliss. By the way, it's delicious. You put it in milk or coconut milk. It tastes just like chocolate milk. Uh, from Organifi. If you go to OrganifiShop.com, Enter the code MINDPUMP without a space. You will get a discount. We also mentioned Thrive Market in this episode. We talked about ashwagandha and how Justin and his wife have used it uh, to deal with stress. It is uh, clinically shown to help with stress. You can find ashwagandha and lots of other things Very helpful. at Thrive Market. Uh, and we are sponsored by them. So if you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mindpump, you'll get one month free membership, $20 off your first three orders of $49 or more, and free shipping. First question in this episode, what are our top 10 methods to maintain our mental health? Uh, they must not be working because we're kind of crazy usually. <laughs> the next question we was, what is the one thing you can't live without? Little debate here. Little debate in this uh, subjective uh, question. I don't know why there was a debate. Yeah, we, we need a more specific. That's why. <laughs> we need, we, we need a more too specific. open-ended. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. What's your favorite? Yeah. Things, yeah. humans, he ideas. Went this way, I went this way. Yeah. It got out of hand. What's your favorite color? Oh, it can't be that because I said something else. No. Next question. Why do you think almost everyone starts on their health and fitness journey by going extreme. Why does everybody go super crazy before they try to find I know who to balance? blame. We break it down in this episode. And finally, what are our thoughts on the show Fit to Fat to Fit? It seems to be getting good ratings. I think the uh, guy's name is Drew who started it. Is he really? Yeah. Hmm. So we talk about that episode, uh, excuse me, that show and how it might be, it, it probably is a poor representation of true fitness and health. Find out what we think. Also- yeah. Uh, it's January. We've been talking about this now all month long. This is the time most people get started or at least get serious with their fitness and health. Mm -hmm. One of the main problems is people don't have- They get a little crazy. A plan. They don't have a plan. Well, we have the plan. In fact, we have the entire year planned out for you, all of 2018. In other words, when you go to the gym, you'll know what to do, how many reps, how many sets- if you don't know the exercise, we have videos where Adam, Justin, myself, or someone else is demoing. We're teaching you how to do the exercises like personal trainers do. We phase your workout so that sometimes you're focusing on strength. Sometimes you're focusing on fat loss. Sometimes you're focusing on muscle growth or mobility or performance. Sometimes you're doing body weight exercises or correctional exercises. It's all set up for you. It's the MAPS Super Bundle. You can find it at mindpumpmedia.com. And also, if you enroll in any of our bundles, because we have other bundles on there, you'll get a free limited edition Mind Pump t-shirt, which are 
phenomenal. They're amazing. When you put them on, they feel so soft. They're so wonderful. Sleep improves 45%. Sex drive goes up through the roof. Yeah. Orgasms are, are achieved spontaneously. <laughs> Most of that is false. The mm. true part is you will get a free t-shirt for enrolling in a bundle. Again, mindpumpmedia.com. And speaking of t-shirts, it's t-shirt time. Ah, oh, let's give them out, Doug. How many, how many t-shirts? How many total reviews, Doug? 18 reviews. It's not bad. Yeah, no, we've been pretty it's solid, right. man. Yeah. We're giving out five shirts. And the winners are Mr. Raina, 0351, Zackinator27, Enough Said, 904, Alejandra, Ice Cream 303. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. And one last thing, I want to comment to Last187. He said that he would give a million stars in iTunes, but it's limited to five, and he gave us four stars. What's wrong with that? Wow. <laughs> wow. That doesn't make any sense. Adam. Yo. You know you want it. I have hard evidence now. Oh, God. Hard. Hard evidence. Well, I'm gotta, getting hard about your you, evidence. You got to do the clap. It you know, when people talk like getting that. hard now. So, you know how the toilet's always getting plugged? <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're always like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. Yeah. Who is Justin? Yeah, yeah. It's clearly me, Justin. No way. You just did it again. I did, it's not even plugged. Yeah. I, I, was trying to, I was trying to get rid of the streaks to le- like get rid of my evidence. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Hello. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to put me on, you know, front street. <laughs> I go like, whatever. I go I go in there and he's, we're laughing because yeah. one of the greatest I don't think women do this. I hope they don't. One of the greatest uh mm. things about being a man, there's a few awesome things about being a guy, let's be honest. And one of them <laughs> is if you're ever in a stall and you're pooping next to your buddy, yeah. oh, God, it's good times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just fun conversation. It's, yeah. It's pranks. No holds bar. It's, it's oh, yeah, it's off the, and so he's in there and he's talking about what's going on in there. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's not, go- the water's not going down. Oh, I got to uh, keep flushing. And I'm like, this guy's the one that flushes the toilets every time. Yeah. <laughs> knew it. I knew it. No, man. It's, I had to wait till the bowl, you know, like goes all the way up. I was trying to rush it. <laughs> and that's what was happening. You know? So how are how are you guys feeling uh, post fast? You guys both did the seventy two. I went forty eight. Right? Yeah, me yeah. And, me and Justin are, are strong willed. Well, <laughs> no, you know what? Here's I told everybody. You know what? I made the mistake. I did post it on my Insta story. Seventy two hour fast begins because we were all talking about that yeah. day. But I told you guys on the podcast last time that I had the intentions of probably going forty eight. Maybe I'd go seventy two. Yeah, you you gave yourself um, an out. Yeah, you gave yourself yeah, an out. Right. No, that's all good. Well, it was your first time going longer than twenty four. Right. Exactly. Not only that, but what what I did do and what I've continued to maintain right now is so I ate, but I had chicken broth oh, I and, saw it. and a bowl of Brussels Perfect. sprouts, which by the way, I didn't even finish the Brussels sprouts because, yeah. and then, then later for dinner, I had a Alaskan cod fish on a bed of zucchini and spinach. So I'm like still super low cow and, no, and I'm fasted this morning. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to make easing into it really well. Right. So what, instead of me doing like a hard 72 hour, then b- bouncing out of it with maybe a burger or something right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> who, who does that? So this guy, the, all the bus checking this morning. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I was like, fuck. Oh, man, I didn't I, even, I didn't I even want know a burger. I didn't even know that's how you did it. I was no, just saying, just, I was just giving an example. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. That's exactly what I did. So I had bacon and fucking cheese on it. So I'm trying to stay in ketosis. <laughs> a bunch of veggies. Is what I'm trying to do is I'm, yeah. I'm trying to stay in ketosis and just kind of ease my way in. So, I, so let's back up a set. Let's back up a little bit. No, let's I talk go hard. About, let's talk hard. about our experiences during the fast, what you guys noticed. Uh, 
you know, if you guys noticed any good, any bad, any challenges. Day one was the hardest for sure. What did you notice? What was hard for about it? Well, day one, I think you're you're battling a lot with. Am I really hungry or am I really trained myself this much to be used to eating these regular times? And so you have this. And I did. I got a little bit of a headache. I got some headaches. I had two headaches the first day, one earlier on the day when I probably hit that like 12-hour, 16-hour mark, and then one towards the evening time. Before. Now, okay, so you, but the let headaches me you, came and then they went away? Yes, but let me tell you what I what I think they're from. And I, I, I watched your girl's Insta story, and I saw she dealt with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a theory on what mine is. What I what I noticed more than anything, even today, I am fucking ultra-sensitive to everything right now. Like my, I couldn't have my cup of coffee on the way over here. On the way over here, I had a little bit. I put a little bit of cream in my coffee, like I normally do. Oh yeah, it's powerful and, now. Oh, and the, the cream is upsetting my stomach right now. Mm. Yeah. And when, even when I had that chicken broth and Brussels sprouts, I couldn't finish the Brussels sprouts. There was enough ghee on there and heavy food on there that the calories on there that it really, I'm ultra sensitive. So I also noticed that when I got the headache. I had been kind of on my phone for a couple hours. I was looking at my phone, working, emailing, writing stuff. So uh, I think, and I remember this when I first started like using my phone a lot for this business, that I'd get these random headaches all the time. And I think it was just from looking at this screen, Mm. this small screen for long periods of time. And so I had that same feeling again during this fast. I don't think it's so much the fast. I think that my body is just so sensitive that's, and I also, man, I smoked some weed. I was super high. I I took my normal little two puffs, and <laughs> oh, I had and I, I had even... some of our cold brew. Wow. Oh, dude, I was fucking zipping. What does that tell you? Yeah, we yeah, just showed you how much we oversaturate ourselves with this these things. But what do you think's happening? Why it's are downregulating? You, oh, your your percent your receptors down... just fucking open up. Yeah, they open. So there's a few theories as to why people, some people feel shitty for the first day. So between one to three days is typically when people will feel shitty, sometimes longer, because I did a lot of research on prolonged fasts. Um, In particular, uh, I looked up the, you know, what the Eastern Europeans talk about fasting because they've been using fasting medicinally for a long fucking time. Mm -hmm. And it's the first one to three days is the most common, although it can happen a a little longer than that where people will feel shitty and then a switch happens mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they feel good during the fast. Now for me, I feel so far, um, every time I've done a prolonged fast, I feel great the whole time. I, there is no, I don't get headaches. I don't feel shitty. It's almost just, I feel good all the way through. Jessica, who also did the fast, the first day was kind of hard. She got a migraine the morning of the second day or the night in the morning of the second day. Mm. Tempted to take an ibuprofen because my girlfriend gets, she has a history of migraines since she's had since she was a child, and they'll get so bad that she'll vomit like terrible, terrible. Yeah, this is the worst. Writhing pain. Those. So she, so she gets a little scared. So she started to get like, oh shit, am I getting a, like it's a really bad headache right now? Am I going to get one of those migraines? And it never turned into that. She drank water. I gave her some black coffee because caffeine can help with that. She uses this uh, this uh, really really strong oil that you put on your head, and it causes this like it's almost like Vicks, but it's way stronger, mm. and it creates this kind of cold sensation which distracts you from the pain, and so you feel like you don't have pain. And it worked, and then it went away. Uh, then the third day, she felt during the day, early morning, she felt kind of weak, like just kind of tired and listless or whatever. But then the afternoon came, and then a switch happened, and it was like dramatic. She went from feeling kind of tired to feeling amazing. 
And it's almost like you could clearly see, oh, this is when the big switch mm-hmm. is happening for you. But there's a few different theories as to why. One of wh- one of them is your body is digesting, it, for lack of a better term, digesting itself a little bit. There is cell autophagy. It is killing things off. Receptors are starting to upregulate. You're getting going through a little withdrawal. You do get hypotension, so your blood pressure does naturally drop. Oh, I noticed that a when lot. you don't have food, getting so if, up and down. Yeah, yep. so if you're like on the floor and you get up real fast, you might you get a little dizzy. dizzy yeah. That can cause headaches. Uh, that can also cause headaches. I felt, for me personally, I felt um, good throughout the whole thing. Um, I had no hunger, felt lots of energy. I didn't lift weights uh, I, I, at all. All I did was mobility and stretching. I don't think lifting weights would have been a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I had plans to go in that direction. Definitely didn't do that. Mm. Uh, but I did, like, I was very active. So I was out and about and doing things because <laughs> I just found uh, being outside and, like, uh, getting kind of like that nature um, connection and all that. I just, I was, like, gravitating towards it. And and so me and the boys, like, spent, like, the whole weekend, like, outside and in the forest and stuff. And, and, and then, like, spent a lot of time reading, which, you know, because I, I would wor- wear myself out quickly. So <laughs> I just noticed that, like, even the rigorous activity, it was like, oh, my God, okay, okay, that was that was a little too much, getting a little lightheaded. But, yeah, like, going through this process, same thing. I didn't really feel, um, you know, that, that, that you know, much pain or, or discomfort or headaches or any of that, except for uh, dinner time. So dinner time for me was was a struggle. Because everybody's eating but you. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and it's mainly because, so... Courtney didn't do it with you? N- well, she did, but she's, she was working this whole weekend. Mm. So she wasn't there. And so I was like preparing and, you know, which, you know, I occasionally alternate with her with the kids, but like I was doing like, you know, cutting up all the food and like giving it to them right and all the face. smells and everything. And I was just like, it was... It was tough. It kind of put me in that mode, and then I had to kind of <laughs> go on the couch and be like, "Hey, you guys have fun eating." Um, but yeah, that was tough for both days, for uh, Friday and then Saturday, somewhat. Like, but really wasn't as bad Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I felt like a champion. Like, I, I just felt like this this rush of clarity and energy, and just like you know, that must have been when the switch happened for me. So. Did you did what? What was Courtney's experience? Her, she's um. She's she actually has gone through it without many interruptions. Like she's like she worked and everything fine without any sort of like headaches or anything. Which last time she did, she got really dizzy and lightheaded. And mm. um, this time, I think um, I think she's doing fine. She's still because she started a day later. So uh, like last night she worked. So today is when she's going to break her fast. So I'll ask her what she's, you know, feeling today. But, yeah. But yeah, so far she told me she was like, "I'm just fine with this. This is great." What about Katrina? Did she do it with you? Yeah, she. <clears throat> Did she, she get anything at all? Uh, no, she felt pretty good. She actually was struggling with being hungry more than me. I was actually, truth be told, I probably would have pushed to seventy two if she was down to ride mm-hmm. to seventy two. But she was in my ear like the. Let's break, and I'm like, no, I want to, I want to go at least 48, and then when I go 48, take it from there. I, yeah, I'll go from there, and so that's why I just did the chicken broth and the thing. I'm like, I'm gonna keep low for sure. If we're gonna break this fast at 48, because she was like down to go break the fast like Justin, like let's go have a burger, <laughs> let's go do something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. For me, this is yeah. the whole point of this for me was to kickstart my my diet now, you know. So I w- I've been re- eating ever since the holidays. It's easier. Yeah, it is. It's very dude, right now I'm just I'm so sense but here's the trip though. And I and I and I watched her while she ate next to me. She ate more than I did. And I looked at her, I'm like, 
you all right? And she's like, oh, no, I don't feel that good right there. I said, honey, look how much bigger I am than you. And you saw me eat less than you right now. You're super sensitive right now. But it's crazy how quick you do that once, you do that twice, then you're already ready. Now you're, now you're, you've readjusted to this. And I told her, I said, listen, the meal she made my, the next morning, we had bacon and eggs. And she made my usual four eggs, six pieces of bacon. She all, it was, it was just too much. Way too much. Yeah. I'm like, and I knew, and I caught myself eating it, right? And then feeling satisfied and then still wanting to finish the plate and I like pushed it aside. I'm like, no, I need to enjoy the fact that my stomach has shrank a little bit, that this fills me up and keeps me satisfied instead of pushing that yeah. and getting myself now adjust to it. So you can see the process that people go through yep. that we that we all do and how all of a sudden you, you create this new you know, appetite or new uh, portion size because you keep stretching the boundaries. Had mm -hmm. I just stick to these little tiny portion sizes, I'd be fine. Oh, I got excited eating the burger, but oh, like, yeah, I got about after? halfway through and it was like, it just hit me like a brick and I just had, <laughs> I had to stop. And Did you get the shits? No, I didn't. I didn't. I was fine. I was, everything was fine. And even like, so that was last night. So this morning I felt like, like an insane amount of energy this morning. I was like cool. up and ready to go. But yeah, I, I, I totally felt like, oh my god, this is not going to sit well, and I just had to stop. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, I just, just the idea of me eating and, and like it just elevated my mood like nothing else. So. Yeah, the the when you're fasted after a period of time, your your digestive system literally uh, kind of goes asleep. Mm -hmm. It's almost like in this. Let's almost it's not hibernating, okay, but it does go in the state where it's where it kind of is a little bit. And to throw a bunch of food at it all at once, yeah. not a good idea. I've done that before. I've done it before where I've broke a fast with a large meal like I normally would, and I always get kind of sick afterwards. Mm -hmm. The other thing too um, is when you're, you know, while you're fasted, you're drinking fluids, you're drinking fluids, then you eat, the digestive system wakes up, and sometimes what it does is it starts to evacuate what was in there before, before the food gets through. It's getting rid of other stuff. And you may actually find you have like loose stools and stuff like that initially that then become normal. And the loose stools kind of, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, kind of look different. It's like old stuff coming out almost. Yeah. It's a very interesting process. I did get the uh, keto test strips, which will test for the presence of ketones in your urine. I, so I thought we discussed this. Those things they are, can have false. So it's not going to have a false positive, but it can be a false negative. So. When you pee on it, it'll tell you if there's ketones in your urine. Now, if it doesn't show ketones in your urine, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not in ketosis. It could mean that you're in ketosis and you're using up all the ketones. All it's showing is that you have excess ketones that you're peeing out. Mm. So the po if it shows positive, you're in ketosis. If it shows negative, you could be in ketosis. You could be in ketosis. It's not 100%. Mm -hmm. So I got the keto strips. I was, I was like... I th you know, I thought to myself, like, I don't feel like I switched. Like, I didn't feel like this hard transition. I just feel really good. Am I in ketosis? And I got the strips and I peed on it. And, dude, I measured o over four uh, uh, minimals, uh, I think I'm saying See, right. See, but here now. Which is, uh, which is like therapeutic. So I hit therapeutic levels of, of ketosis for sure. Um, whereas if you, if, you if you look at the experts who talk about ketosis for, you know, weight loss or performance and like steady state long, you know, duration type cardio and that kind of stuff. They recommend over one and a half, uh, you know, uh, mini moles uh, uh, per milligram, I think it is. But mine was over four, which is therapeutic. So I had a shit ton of ketones in my system. 
obviously I was fasted. You, you can expect that. Right, right. You, what, you remember the test that we took at Paleo? Was that one more accurate? The breath one? Yeah. It's mm. supposed to be more accurate. Yeah, that, I me, think blood is the best. <clears throat> yeah, right. Blood would be the most accurate. Yeah. Because I actually took, I have those same strips that you have and on on day two, I peed on it and I actually- Oh, did, millimoles. Excuse me. Millimoles per, per liter. I knew, because I, I knew I was in ketosis after, uh, for me, I've, I've done this enough times, I feel like I can feel my body when it switches over. Gerbils. And- <laughs> You know, after a 24-hour fast, for sure after a 48-hour fast, 48-hour fast, I know I'm there. It's like you don't I don't need confirmation from a, a pee strip, but I thought, "Oh, let me I saw you post it on yours. I'm like, let me see what I And mine actually didn't come up that dark. But it showed there were some. Yeah, but very little in comparison. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, very little com- I've peed on it way way darker than that, but yet I, I for sure felt more confident about being in ketosis now than You I probably have. were. I mean, it takes between 24 to 72 hours for people to enter into ketosis. What I did um, notice though was, and I wonder if this makes that's why I, I you know I question these tests, is my pee was extremely clear because I was drinking a lot of water. Oh yeah, you, I had could, wa- you could definitely water it out. Right, so yeah. I, I was like, you know, my pee was clear as fuck, and I'm like, okay, and I'm because all I was yep. doing was drinking. Because I did the same thing. I I had like normal yellow pee, and it tested very dark, and then I'm like, I wonder what happened if I drink a lot of water and then peed it again. And I still haven't eaten yet, so uh-huh. yeah. and I did, and you're right. It did, it did show okay, a lighter color. That, that was because I've done. That's this. why they're not they're not foolproof. <clears throat> well, it's cool, I guess, if for a gauge, right, to give you an idea if you're heading in the it's right cheap. direction. They're cheap gauge. They're easy. Right. You know that's why I like using them. It's fun. Peeing how was sleep? <laughs> how was sleep for you guys? I actually didn't have a hard time sleeping at all. In fact, I actually I actually fell asleep really easy. Now that you say that, the last couple nights I've gotten yeah. incredible sleep. Around ten o'clock, it like I felt like my body was like, nope, we shut down. And, and normally, I'd, I'd be up, my mind would be racing, and and it'd be harder for me to get to sleep. But like literally, my body was just like, nope, you got to go to bed. And so I had to yeah. listen to it. Funny you say, I didn't. You know what's crazy? I didn't even. That wasn't one of the markers I was really paying attention to. Because <clears throat> a lot of people will say that it, it positively affects their sleep. Yeah, yeah. It, it did. And in, in fact, uh, I and last night, it I, for sure did. I'm never the one normally because Katrina always has to be up earlier than I do. So I'm normally the one who will stay up later or keep us watching a show or whatever. I was the one who shut down the TV and said, like, I'm ready for bed. Let's just go to bed early and went to bed early. And then I, I don't even remember passing out. I passed out really fast, which is not like me. So. I didn't even think about that. I wasn't really paying attention to my sleep. I've been, re- I'm fascinated with the the ultra sensitivity of everything right now. That's what I, I isn't keep, it cool? Yeah, I'm tripping out on that. Like my stomach is so like I don't even want a big meal right now. Yeah, I I like it's so I love like having a coffee now. Oh, uh, it feels like dude, when the, you first had coffee, it's like uh, like a virgin. Yes, no, it does. It, it everything is though. I mean, Whoa. everything from I noticed it with the weed. I noticed it with the coffee. I noticed it with watching the electronics. I noticed everything uh, had an effect on me. And for the most part, a lot of it had a lot of negative effects. Dude, dude, like think, I didn't feel good. Think about it this way. Hmm. Food for sure can be numbing, 100%. And if, it, if for anybody who argues and, dis- and wants to disagree with me, what's the number one fucking abused substance in modern Western societies? Food. And why is it an abused substance? Because it's distracting and numbing, 100%. Ain't nobody eating food to become more aware of their shit. For sure, people are eating food to forget shit and to be dumb, and it has that effect on you. For sure, because when you, everybody will tell you this, when you do a prolonged fast, during the fast and after the fast, you're just heightened. Everything's heightened. Everything, yeah. smell, sight, 
uh, you, you know, your touch, um, everything. Yeah, mental clarity's been through the roof too. Mm-hmm. Like I've been able to focus on what whatever tasks that I was doing really. Yeah, really I felt well. very productive. Yeah, yeah, that whole time and just being on the computer and 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 reading and so it was it was great, man. Like getting in that mental space where I'm just like, oh, I can be efficient. How's now. your your psoriasis? Did you get any changes? Um, it was I, short. Yeah, so. honest. To be completely honest with that, like I didn't see enough. I, I was hoping that I would see something. I'm not gonna lie. I was there was a part of me that was like, especially right now, I'm I'm actually in the middle of my psoriasis being pretty bad for a couple of reasons. One, I just it's the winter time right now, and so winter time it just automatically mm-hmm. flares up really bad. So, and it's been a while since I've gone and uh, gone to the do- dermatologist and did my creams and shots and all this stuff. So I've been kind of neglecting it. My diet has been off during the holidays, and then it's also winter, so I've got kind of the perfect storm for it. So I was kind of curious, like, okay, if I do this, will it suppress it? It has a little bit, like, uh, I'm not. I I notice myself not picking at it, and it's not. So it's probably heading in the right direction of being better, but I'm more curious to that now going forward because now I, I know when I run ran a ketogenic diet, I, it suppressed it a lot. And, it and you're going keto now. Yeah. Me too. And I, and I don't want to say, I hate saying that because then I know everyone's going to hang on everything I do. I'm not going full keto. But what like, for example, I think we made last night we made bison with, you know, four ounces of sweet potato. So I'll have some sweet potato today. Like there's certain things that I, I will, I'll be more paleo-esque, mm-hmm. I would say. I'm not like, I'm not being a carb Nazi to where I won't have any carbohydrates, but I want to stay away from a lot of the carbohydrates I, w- I was allowing in my diet through the holidays and just at least minimize it to things like, you know, like they had last night, the spinach, the zucchini, having things like sweet potato or yams, things like that all allow in there. And, and I'll just be minimal about it and keep keep the carbs as low as I can and then a, a much higher fat diet. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to go st- pretty straight uh, keto, except once a week I'll have, um, I might give myself maybe 80, 80 grams of carbs and something like what you're saying, potato, sweet potato, something like that. But I'm going to go pretty straight keto because I feel like it's time um, to do that for myself because I know when I come out of it, I feel good too. So I'm going to go into it. I'm going to stay in it for a little while. And then when my body tells me it's time to come back out, I'm, uh, I'm going to come back out. But I mean, I'll tell you what, uh, I did the 72 hour and I swear to God, dude, I'm not even exaggerating. Um, I felt like I could just keep going. It wasn't a problem. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to plan later on this year, maybe in a few months, a five day uh, fast um, and or a seven day one. And the way I'm going to organize the seven day one will be uh, like four days water and then three days uh, kind of fasting mimicking like um, Dr. Walter Longo talks about. Yeah. And just see what happens. But one thing's for sure: uh, every month I'm going to do a 48 to 72 hour fast. That's something that we that me and Jessica talked about. And <laughs> when you start to feel this alternate operating system, because it is, it's, and and I, you know, I I've been reading the research as it comes along, and a lot of it is getting pretty interesting right now. And if you're interested, just look up Dr. Walter Longo and look at his his research. It for sure is another operating system. Things fundamentally change in your body when you do a prolonged fast. And uh, it's pretty crazy. The cells that stick around almost hunker down and get really fucking strong. His studies are showing that under radiation and chemotherapy, even the stronger cells are far more resilient um, the, or the ones that st- stick around are far more resilient. And then the, the stem cells that get stimulated from the fast. And then when you, when you refeed, you get this rebuilding of all these new cells. 
it's just it's it just seems like something that and obviously if we look at evolution it just seems like something that especially in the context of modern life if we look built at, in you know for us to to thrive with right? dude if we look at modern life um and we look at the ails the things that ail us um with modern life which is lack of activity um sleep patterns are thrown off um and then our food quality is just you know terrible um and then that we're just constantly feed ourselves like you know i can i've handled the other three right i exercise uh i make sure i get good sleep my i, I eat re- very healthy if you compare me to the average person but the one that i don't regularly really look at is the whole i have fucking food all the time and so i feel like that would be that's like a missing piece that i'd like to add um just for well what i I think we're finding is that we i mean for all almost all of evolution you know food was pretty scarce for the most part and then we've just in the last hundred years have we had all this availability and i think we're finding out that there's a lot more health benefits to a lot less food than there is more food. And I think we're finding that, and I, I believe there's going to be, I believe there's a, a fine line, right? At what point does it become detrimental, right? Like what point does restricting from nutrition and food have adverse effects? And I think we've been so far on the other side for so long that what, what everyone's starting to find out is as I, we start stretching one day, two day, three day, holy fuck, we're actually still getting positive effects. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that is. And so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just going to guess that it's, you know, if we were to fast probably three to five days every week, you'd probably be just fine. And in fact, it'd probably have a lot of positive mm-hmm. benefits. Well, you know, I, you know that, that would be pushing it, right? But I think you're probably right. I know in, in, in Russia, these, these fasting clinics or whatever, which are medically supervised, so they do have nurses that test your blood make sure you're not you know that everything's okay but for the most part nothing ever happens everybody's fine that their standard is 21 days it's a 21 day fast when you go to these places now of course this is not a regular upkeep fast it's not like they're going there because they're like oh i'm healthy i just want to maintain health these are people that have chronic illness uh autoimmune issues rheumatoid arthritis um you know asthma you know whatever they go there and that's their treatment but their treatment is 21 days I think a, a, like a, a 48 to 72 fast every month for me, okay, so I'm not recommending these to people, but for me, I think might be a good starting point to see what that feels like and maybe I'll scale it down or scale it up depending on well, one thing you know, that what I, I get from it. One thing that I definitely agree with Katrina that we do is that anytime that we feel like we've kind of fallen off our, our eating habits, our good eating habits, that this is how we would get back into it. Like in the past, what I would do is, you know, after a holiday or being inconsistent with my meal prepping or eating and I decide, okay, I'm going to really get back in the swing of things and make sure I'm dialed in. You know, I just transition into whatever diet I'm doing, whether it be keto, paleo, or just plain out tracking my food and paying attention where I'm at. Instead of doing that, I think going forward, anytime that we fall off and we've been inconsistent and eating poorly, I think that we'll start it now with a 48 hour fast. Mm -hmm. I like the way I feel right. Bro, it's now. increasing the intuitive yeah. portion of eating. It is. Yeah. It ma- it makes it way. I feel like to only eat something really small right now. I'm. I only like I said. I had under a thousand. I probably had five six hundred calories yesterday. Coming off a two hour fast today, like I there, I don't even have a desire to have a big meal right mm-hmm. now. Like I just want something to satisfy mm-hmm. the way I, my stomach feels right now. And that's literally probably be a couple hundred calories of some healthy fat, maybe some protein. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find it easier to get into a, a, a strict regimen 
after doing a fast yeah. like that. So that's I think nice. it's great too because you know having Courtney do this as well. She's got that same motivation behind it now, so we can kind of you know plan out uh, and and get our our meals like in a line you know in that direction together. Uh, so it's not like I'm eating something a little bit different than the family and it's not, everybody's sort of on that level on that same page. So that, this is a great mm-hmm. sort of a, um, you know, a centralized focus to then now we kind of, it, it'll, so it'll I, into I that. shared what, what I broke the fast with you guys didn't really share what you, we teased Justin a little bit on the burger thing, but what exactly right. did everybody eat? So I had, we started with uh, bone broth and then about an hour. So I wanted bone broth and then an hour, I wanted to wait an hour, see how I felt. An hour later, I had a little bit of lamb. So we had some lamb meat that we cooked in the oven. And I had uh, rapini, which is a type of... Uh, it's it's, a, it's, it's like al- broccoli. Kind of, but it's like spinach, right? So I boil the fuck... That's how I cook it. I cook it really, really, really well, so it's easy to digest. Then I, uh, I put olive oil on and I eat that. And um, that was it. That was what I had yesterday. This morning I had, um, let's see, what did I have this morning? I had a little bit of lamb and uh, two egg yolks, and that's that's pretty much it because I'm kind of keto. I don't have a little bit of broccoli, so I'm kind of keto right now. That's 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 pretty pretty much it. But what you guys are saying, what you're saying in particular, Adam, about how doing a starting a fat a fast kind of kicks you into, you know, better eating or whatever. That is. I mean, you're, you're that is right along the pages of what intuitive eating or how that starts to work, and it's such a nice, um, you know, because you're just listening, you're just kind of yeah. feeling that way. So it's so much easier than like, okay, I need to do this, I well, need this, to do that. This, the, I mean, the sensitivity is so high that it's much easier to pay attention. You have to be an idiot to not notice the sign, or at yep. least for me, like yep. for me, like I ate some things, I was like, whoa. Like, for example, the, the little bit of cream that I put, I don't even put that much cream in my coffee. That was enough to go make my stomach go like, oh, oh mm-hmm. like that. Or I had a cup of coffee and I was zipping or I smoked one little hit of a joint and I was flying. And I was uh-huh. like, okay, wow, it's crazy how much I've oversaturated myself with a lot of these things that are regular in my diet. You know, So, you know, what's funny is that sometimes this reminds me of how sometimes, you know, we would get clients or whatever who would eat really good or well, and then they would throw in a pizza or cake and get stomach upset Mm -hmm. and they would legit get upset with that. Like, what the hell, man? I used to be able to eat this before. (laughs) And and, but it's funny because- ruined cake for me. Well, what we've done really is we haven't ruined anything for you. What we've done- We just helped you make yourself aware of how your body feels. That's it. And we've taken away your drug. Right. You've just taken away your drug and now you're upset because you used to be able to use this food. Like it made me feel good. Yeah. How weird is that? I know. Like imagine if you were mad, like, like fuck, man, I want to have my cream and my coffee. I want to have a, a muffin yeah. and I can't have it right now. But instead, you're looking at it the other way saying, wow, my body feels really good. I'm really sensitive. I don't feel, I don't want those things. I don't right. need well, it. Well, and right. totally different. And I did kind of go a little bit on an extreme by getting a burger, but like, I, honestly, I didn't eat anything other than the burger, the bacon, and and cheese on top of that. With like, uh, you know, I actually had vegetables to go with that. I, I wasn't even interested in any carbs, any sugars. Like, I had no cravings in that direction, but I definitely had cravings, uh, protein and fat wise. And so I, I probably could have been a little more measured with like what I ate. Like, I, I really, what I really did wanted, you pay for it? Were you okay? No, I was fine. You were fine. Yeah, it was totally fine. It Iron didn't. It, guy. it didn't kill me. <laughs> Yeah, you so, have an iron stomach. It, I've always had kind of an iron stomach, but like like a billy goat. Yeah, but but that's the thing. It's like I I've always done really well with meat and 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 veggies. That's that's always been a good combo with me. So, mm. so uh, 
I wanted to talk to you guys also before we move into the questions. Uh, m- what I did with my so my son had a basketball tournament mm. this weekend. So up leading up until this tournament, his school had been undefeated four zero. So they've played very very well. So they go into this tournament. And uh, tournaments are complete. I've never been to a tournament before. It's a very different energy. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very different energy. Like when the kids are playing in the regular season, I yeah. think the coaches will, you know, they're just they're they want to win also. But I think they're also more interested in getting the kids to play and everybody's well tournament. But there's I mean, tournament. You're there to fucking there's a pl- win. There's a placing, and normally they have trophies. Uh, yeah, they yeah. They give you're there to win. It usually goes into overtime. Yeah, all these, like, and the intensity factors, is yeah. way higher. So I'm watching these kids play, and it's fucking hilarious because they're all seventh grade boys, right? Seventh grade is 12, 12 years old, 13 years old. Some kids are a little older, so they're 13. This is right when testosterone starts to peak, starts to take off. It doesn't peak yet, right? But it starts to like, oh, I'm not a kid anymore. So you're starting to see some clear differences in like the physicality of certain kids. Well, you're seeing that. There's definitely some kids that are fucking massive already. Yeah. And I remember going to junior high too and showing up first day and there's a kid with a mustache. <laughs> right. yeah. What the fuck? Some kids dunking on me. <laughs> yeah, there's some, some shit. there's some big ass kids in there. Yeah. But there was also like the you can see the testosterone kicking in a little bit, and these fucking boys are starting to get aggressive. Yeah. And I'm laughing yeah. at what's like. There was a few moments where like two guys would have their hands on the ball, and you could see like they want to fight. Like they're fucking oh, yeah. ripping it, and they're looking at each other. And then like when one like there was a couple times where you know there was a couple kids on my son's team that are really good, and they, we were playing another team where they had some good kids. So it was like back and forth. And whenever they'd make a basket, they'd walk by the other player and clap really loud, like right next to his face, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and these are these are all Catholic schools. Everybody's yeah. supposed to be real. But I'm watching this. I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. I could uh, see yeah. the, the, co- just taunting. the competitiveness coming out. Bro, yeah. I could see the influence of the hormone now, do you on th- these kids. Do you dude? think your, your boy uh, enjoys it or does it turn him off? My son is very, uh, he's ultra competitive, but not in the traditional ways. So if he's playing a sport, probably not, doesn't really care a whole lot. He's definitely part of the team. He wants to play well. He wants to do well. But if you put him on a game or chess or anything like that, then he gets, maybe it's because he feels like he's better at those things. So he identifies more with them, Probably. but he's definitely got that competitive, that competitive side. But I was watching these kids play. It was fucking hilarious. There was one kid. So we lost one uh, one game. We got third place. So we uh, lost one moving into the finals, which meant then we had to play for third. Mm. Which, But they played fucking excellent. But the team we lost against, dude, there was one kid on the other team who was the shortest kid on all the teams. He was this little dude who's obviously a small kid. But if you look at this kid, when the team comes out, I'm looking at him and I elbow Jessica and I'm like, Look at that fucking mesomorph. This little kid comes out and he's built like he's I, I for sure does gymnastics or something. He's like this little bodybuilder fucking seventh well, grader. <laughs> and he's fast as fuck and aggressive as hell. Yeah. This small kid was just scoring like crazy because he was super aggressive and super in everybody's face. Yeah. It was really cool to watch this little guy not let his height like get in the way. He oh, was just cool. on it. That is cool. And so for the last game, what I did was is I'm like, huh, I wonder. You know, I, so I so anyway, so you guys know we have the the cacao powder from Organifi, right? The right. what's it called, cacao bliss? Right, cacao it tastes really good. And I know cacao naturally contains uh, like theobromine, which has it's similar to caffeine. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you it, it, it gets you up a little, little elevated. Yeah. <laughs> so I made, I made a little chocolate milk with some, <laughs> with cacao. some cacao in there. <laughs> yeah, 
I was like, let's see what happens. Was and his eyes just huge? He was, he was jazzed. He was, <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> jazzed. He was playing and he was pretty jazzed, he was the man. When he was, right. Yeah, when he was playing. So, uh, but it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun, man. They, yeah, third place, real proud of the kids, proud of the boys. The coaches did such a great job. They, the fundamentals, they just hammer the fundamentals and you can tell that that's all that they, that they work on. I can't on. wait. I can't wait. I know like with my son, it's, it's not quite competitive yet. Like they're still learning the skill of it. Cause he's, you know, he's, he's only seven. So, um, but at the same time, like some kids are getting it. And so he's, he's, I'm really proud of him too. Like he's, he's actually put the work into where he, when he gets the ball, there's probably like, uh, maybe like a 50% chance he'll make it. You know, that's like great. He's been he's been draining some buckets, and so that's so great. Yeah, it's just great to see that. It's great to see them get involved and um, you know stoked on their abilities and like really try and like improve on them on their own. Uh-huh. Oh, I think so. it's such a healthy trait to develop in your kid. Oh, man. dude, it's I had a healthy trait. I had the best it's conversation. Fun, man. I had the best conversation with my son. I was so I'm so proud of the kid because he's so self aware and confident. He's far more confident than I was at his age. So much more. If I could say that I did anything positive for my kids, um, or in particular my son, it's I stopped. You know, I was I did not uh, promote what I had at his age, which was terrible insecurities about my you know physical body. My kid's very confident, and so we're we're you know on the way home from one of the games, he goes uh, he goes well. This is a tournament, and you know he goes so the coach wants to put the best players in all the time to win. So he says, that's why I'm not in there a whole lot. He goes, I'm in there sometimes, but not a whole lot. He goes, this is different than when we're playing regular game. And I said, well, how does that make you feel? I want to see what he's thinking, you know? And he goes, he goes, I think that's the right thing. He goes, those dudes are, they're the best ones. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He has that attitude. Yeah. yeah. And I said, listen, good, good I said, awareness. And I, yes. And I explained to him, I said, you know, there's a couple things you do with that information. One is if you want to be one of those kids that's always out there. Work is harder. You, yeah. You work hard and you practice. The second thing is to understand that you're on a team. And I said, one in the future, when you're, you know, an adult and you either start a business or you work for a company and you work for a team or you have a team that works for you, the important things are to identify everybody's role, where people are good, and that everybody understands what they're supposed to do and they do that part absolutely best. So, so if you find that there's these other players that are super good and you want them to be out there most of the time, then your role may be motivate support and team spirit or maybe part of the planning or whatever but you have a different role in that team but you still have a role um, and you execute that role and that's what makes people effective we had this great conversation he was super he was leading half of it i'm so proud of the kid with that and that's cool what a I, great lesson oh man. such a great lesson <clears throat> excellent excellent lesson. but yeah the cacao bliss mo- definitely and oh and i gave some of my daughter which spiced it up a little dude bit. i fucked up because she wanted some too first of all it's still <laughs> if you put it in milk i taste it a little bit i can't have milk right but if you put it in milk that shit's like chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. wow. It's fucking good. Oh, it's so I gave some to my daughter too because she wanted some. Yeah. So she was climbing the walls. Zipping. Up. Yeah, because I'm sitting in the in the bleachers watching the game and she's just fucking all over the place. <laughs> like I made a big mistake with that one. Bring on the bird, Doug. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First up is Mind to Muscle. That's our boy, right? Yeah. What are your top 10 <laughs> Yeah, <methods>? man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go Sorry, ahead, Doug. Doug. 
What are your top 10 methods to maintain your mental health? What do you do to pull yourself out of depression when you feel down? So, um, 10 things. Yeah. I don't know if I have 10 things. So something that I learned from, uh, my girl, my girlfriend, Jessica, which she's taught you so much. She has. Yeah. She's actually taught me quite a bit. My girl's taught me a lot of things too. Yeah. I think (laughs) this is too late. I already said it. Now you can't try and be nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll try and throw her a bone. Do not another episode. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't do it very much. She's taught me something, uh, in, in this particular sense, mainly because, so I, I went through a divorce and I started dating Jessica very, uh, relatively soon after my divorce. And when you go through a process of no longer living with your kids, organizing a new house, a new life, how do we work this all out? The end of, you know, a marriage that was, you know, I had a long time, the change in the family dynamic, like all that stuff. It is very challenging in, uh, on your mental health. Very, very challenging. And it definitely can cause, and I think they put, like death of a loved one, taking care of uh, a loved one, divorce, um, and there was something else is like the top most stressful things that people tend to go through. And I'll definitely put divorce up there. And one thing that Jessica helped me with was that when we're in a state of mind that we don't like, like depression, and we've identified like, fuck, I re- feel really down and I hate this. Rather than hating it so bad that you're trying to fight it and resist it, um, to accept that I feel sad right now. Allow yourself to feel it and you'll come out of it much faster. This is what I noticed because when I fight the I feeling, mm-hmm. I am now, uh, you, you know, what re- what you resist persists. That's very, very true. When I found that I was fighting it, like, no, I can't be sad. I can't be depressed. I, I hate this. I'm not going to, I don't like this. I need to do things to change it. That layer that I threw on top of it, what, you know, if you hate what you're in and you don't accept what you're in, you are adding a new layer to whatever you feel. So now you're feeling shitty on top. Now you're feeling shitty for feeling shitty. And that just makes things last longer versus mm-hmm. sitting in there and just being like, well, I feel yeah. shitty right now. I'm going to my- let myself feel it and then I'm going to come out of it. So that's that by far is the most effective thing that I've ever found for getting myself out of a depressed state. As far as maintaining mental health nothing is better nothing is better than sleep and exercise yeah. those, those I, two things are in check i'm i'm amazing i i tend to think this is something that um that i'm pretty good at and and i'm going through this right now so if you listen to the show and, you've had a lot of practice a lot of challenges <laughs> no i mean you had a lot of challenges yeah. no no i have i've ha- i have had a ton of challenges ever since i was a kid that's what i'm saying and so for me i actually don't I don't. I don't stress that much. I think you hit. I think that was great advice, Sal. I think that is something that is unique and different about it. I'm okay with it. Like I know. Like I expect myself to be kind of down because of everything that I'm going through right now. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit. I'm not in the best mood of my life and stuff. So I think becoming aware of that, like you said, and accepting that that's that you're going through a process right now, and that's part of. Because normally, if someone's depressed, we're depressed because of something that's happening. Sometimes there are things that we can control, and sometimes there are things that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And when it's something that I can control, for me, I look at it as a, a growth opportunity for me. And if it's something I can't control, then it's just part of the process of, of growing through whatever this pain or depression that I'm going through. But there are some practices that I've put in place to to make myself feel better while going through these situations. And so I, I tend to shift my focus in, in other aspects of my life that is, is not being necessarily affected by what's causing me to feel depressed right now. So for example, right now, um, you know, with my extremely low testosterone, with the torn Achilles, 
if I was really in, if, so obviously I'm going to have a little bit of this depression going on right now. If I was to heavily focus on my body right now and my goals and like why I'm not muscular or feeling buff, it would make you feel terrible. It would make me feel terrible. So part of the process for me is not worrying about it right now. It's kind of letting, letting go of that because I, I can already see it's such an uphill battle right now to even build any muscle or shape myself the way I want or be able to train with an injury right now. So I'm already at a major disadvantage. So I'm not going to put extra pressure on myself of, the, of an area that I already have rooted insecurities from, from youth, right? So I just don't even give a fuck. That's part of me embracing is just like, yeah, I, I am who I am right now. I have other aspects of my life that I can put energy in. So maybe for me, that's reading, family, uh, you know, in, enjoying Katrina, doing other aspects that, that I, I love in life or that give me joy, I'll shift my energy towards those things and and really hang on to the things that I'm accomplishing in that arena. You know, I worked all weekend. So all weekend I was doing things for the business as far as on the marketing side and what we need to do. And I enjoy that. Like, I'm sure I would love being in the gym, crushing it and seeing my goals and, and accomplishing these things. But I also know that that's an, an area right now that I'm struggling with. And instead of hanging on to that and dwelling on that, I'm, I've accepted that and, I've, and I'm going to work through that. Of course, I'm doing the, taking the steps like with all my supplements and the juve light and trying to get my diet in order and, and being patient with the whole process. But meanwhile, I've shifted my energy and focus into other parts of my life that maybe may not be as affected by that or may help increase like my level of joy. And so sometimes that is just getting back to some of the things that you enjoy and love doing. Uh, I think that's an important thing that I do. So and if I get really bad, like I've had moments, I don't know why this is a thing for me. Maybe somebody else out there can relate. Uh, if I like really feeling down and frustrated, it just seems like everything's hit me from all ends and I, I can't even get the right mental space. I'll go, go leave all by myself and go watch a movie all alone. And it's just like this, I don't know if it's the time alone or it's doing something that allows me just to be entertained and disconnect from all the things that I'm allowing to get in my head or what, but it has always helped me kind of reset. And it's something that I didn't do until I got uh, into an adulthood that I would ever think of even doing this because in my teenage years, I think it's so weird to go to movies by myself. I have so many friends that would love to go with me, but it's really not about uh, the movie as much as it is about helping me get kind of like reconnected with myself and like ignore all the all the other noise that's out there that's causing what could be contributing to the depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of helped me. I'll, I'll do that every now and then. Yeah, I think I think like thinking about when the last time I was depressed, um, I think, the, well, first of all, like when I noticed um, that I'm feeling down, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm not my usual self. I'm not up and, and energetic. Um, I'm definitely assessing what my sleep, you know, what's going on with that. And also just like, you know, my movement and like if I'm not moving about that totally affects me and it affects my moods on a substantial level. Um, but, uh, just looking back as, as far as like last year and like, you know, something that, um, like with, when my dog died, it was like one of those things that like, I tried to bury that like personally. Um, and it was like, I didn't want to like acknowledge it. And so once I finally got to a place where I could like acknowledge it, like it was, you know, it was so much easier to then realize, oh man, that was affecting me like on all these other different levels. And like, um, Courtney, I know she's had like, 
man, she's had a rough time because it was it was a real traumatic experience because she was there and like had to deal with it and like he got hit by a car and like you know was just like torn to shreds and like she had to like take him to the vet and and go through all that traumatic experience and you know that stayed with her and she 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 would wake up in the middle of the night and have like nightmares and like all this anxiety and uh so for me like i've been trying to like figure out more like i was i was more trying to 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 unpack like how to help like therapy wise with with her and like like figure out like what that looks like and um so i us kind of dealing with this, we we started to to apply more meditative practices and we tried to kind of create a ritual at night uh to deal with the anxiety and um there were certain things that helped like even i had mentioned the other day i was i was um i was getting like the ashwagandha drops and stuff like that to really kind of help uh to you know from uh, i think thrive yeah, market so thrive market it, yeah. so i is got it the same is it the same one i have same one you're taking man thrive market has that too yep. yeah yep. fucking a yep. yeah so we do that and then we do like a tea with the ginger and, and and lemon and um you know and then we just we just try to create like more of this 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 environment that um is less less stimulus and and more of us just trying to get outside of our our own head and um and then just me being out in nature quite a bit more um, has been really therapeutic. But yeah, it was like, it was one of those things. It was, it was a constant friction in the house because we, we, we both felt it, you know, it was like a, it was brutal. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I have a friend right now, a close friend of mine who, who her father uh, passed away and um, she sent me a couple messages and, and has, you know, talked about how absolutely devastating it was to lose her dad. And she was asking me about, um, exercise. Like what, what should I do with my workouts? Like, did, you know, how can I use them to help me? And I, you know, I told her you want to go into the workouts with a completely different mentality. You're not going into the workouts because exercise can be a fantastic, um, uh, thing you can do to help you to feel better. But it's totally different than when you're working out normally. Like when you're working out normally, you're going into, you know, with the goal of building muscle or burning body fat or, you know, getting super intense workout to sweat or whatever. When you're in this particular state of mind where you're feeling devastated, you're going in there to just take care of you. So whatever that looks like. For me, it looked like, you know, when I, uh, you know, I went through something pretty difficult about four, uh, maybe five years ago. And I would I went in the gym and sometimes it was a heavy hard workout and I would leave my frustration in the gym, but a lot of times it was these really easy. I'd put my headphones on, I put on some good music, and I'd just get a good pump and just get my body to feel better. And then I would start to mentally feel better. There's that two way street, you know what I mean? There's that your mental the way you think or your mental state can affect how you feel physically. So you can feel more run down, you can feel more pain, you can feel more inflammation or poor digestion because of, you know, what's going on in your head and then vice versa. If your body is feeling sick, then mentally you'll start to, you can start to feel sick. It's a two way street. So, you know, one of the best things you could do before you ever get into cycles of depression or whatever is just maintain good, you know, regular physical health. You don't have to be perfect, Mm. but you get good sleep. You know, you take care of your body, you take care of yourself with your nutrition and, when you do have those those bouts or those challenges in life, which we're, you're going to get them. I mean, if you if you live your entire life, if you're lucky enough to live to an old age, that's number one. First of all, if you're lucky enough to live till old age, 
you are going to encounter situations that are terrible. It's yeah. just, it's just everybody is. It's just a part of life. It's just, yeah, it's just how it is. If you enca- if you if you encounter those with a healthy body, with good relationships around you, with you know you know a, a passion or something that you do for work or for living or for hobby, if you encounter those difficult situations in this kind of you know strong state of mind, you're the likelihood that you're going to you know come out of it the come out the other end unscathed or or minimal damage or that you're going to be able to handle these difficult situations is much higher cuz I'll tell you something right now when you and there's a lot of situations that are that maybe aren't depressing but are stressful as fuck if you're a new parent look if you're a parent for the first time you are going to go through and I can say this with all confidence you're going to go through one of the biggest learning curves of your entire life it's just a fact. Like yeah. you're gonna feel what it feels like to lose tremendous amounts of sleep, to have different levels of stress and thought patterns. Now yeah. to challenge you and your your relationship with your spouse differently. You know, it's a different dynamic. Uh, your job takes on a whole different meaning now. Responsibilities take a whole different. There's a lot of good things also, by the way. So it's great things as well. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of challenges. And if you go into totally selling me right now. Well, if I'm just. <laughs> You know what's you get funny? Scared a lot more. Yeah. You know why it's, I do this? Brutal. You know why I do this? Because you hear a lot of the good. You know, everybody talks about this. No, challenging no. Too. I, I love that you share that because part of what's kept me from from being married and having a kid now is because I have trained thousands of people. And when you get to have a client, you know, a successful man or woman that's had children and family and this and that and love all their family, but then you get this like private session with them and they train with you for years. You get like them to open up and share everything with you. And I tell you what, when you get that, a lot of these people tell me like, bro, it's, I love my kids. I love my wife. I love my husband. If I could have waited a little bit longer, I would have waited a little it's, bit. Longer. It's for sure. It's for sure a challenge. But then if, on the flip side of it, you obviously yeah. experience something that is so powerful that, it, you know, keeps you in that. Right, that right. tough situation. But my point with that is if you go into like a stressful situation like that, like, oh, we're going to have a kid. Like if you're fit, healthy, you get good sleep, you've got good routines, everything's, you're, it's going to be a lot easier on you than if you go into it and you're just already, everything's feeling shitty to begin with. So yeah. my point with this is, you know, he says 10 methods to maintain your mental health. It's the ones that you maintain, that you, you keep up just to give you a good quality life. Like, you know, like I said, good, good sleep. And, and I know Josh is, I think, close to our age. Uh, yeah. That's who's asking this question right now. And so- He's got a great page, by the way, on Instagram. And I think that um, for me, it was something that I just dealt with, and maybe this is something you revisit, is getting back to some of the things that I did all through my teenage years and through my 20s that I, I really loved and was passionate about. And the shit, real shit, you want to talk about depression, right? So I was going through this this process myself and two of those things was playing basketball and snowboarding. So that was like a major mission for me this year. And it was in regards to good mental health because I recognized this uh, fulfillment that I had after I played a game of basketball or snowboarded and realized like, wow, this is something I truly love. And mm-hmm. I've loved it since a kid and I still love it today. And it's part of what keeps me young. And it's something that I want to continue to do. So imagine what a fuck 
fucking shit show I'm going through right now that I was searching for better mental health and this was part of the reason that I set this as a goal and Jason then I fucking tore my Achilles so oh, yeah. but I mean again a growing growing learning experience for me and uh, but I think that uh, getting back to some of those things I think it's something important to revisit that well I too isn't it the Stoics <laughs> that that believe that like if you focus on the worst case scenario like you you, you draw this mentally like what is the worst thing that could happen to you and like you have that as sort of um, okay, if I can deal with with that and mentally, if I can deal with that and internalize that and be able to move forward with that, like I will be able to do a lot better. Such mentally. an amazing, such an incredibly effective strategy. Yeah. When you go into, I've, I do I this. thought about applying it. Like that was interesting to me. I haven't really applied it yet, but I thought that was a very interesting mentality. Dude, you go in. So when you go into something, I, I started doing this uh, a little while ago. So effective. Like when, because of mind pump, uh, because of what we do and it grows and we got all these opportunities, there's a lot of things that could potentially happen that are also scary. Like, oh fuck, what if one day we do get on a stage and there's thousands of people? Or what if we do get interviewed on a massive podcast like Joe Rogan or whatever? Oh my God, what, you know, that would be so nerve wracking. And so what I've done is I think to myself, all right, worst case scenario, I get on this massive platform this big one-time opportunity to really expose our brand to the world and I fuck up. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> I sound stupid. I'm super nervous or it just comes across terrible. What would be the worst case scenario and then be okay with that? Yeah. Like, okay, what would I do if that happened and be okay with that? And then you go into it and you're calm. You're right. like, fuck, I'm cool with the worst case scenario. Right. The best case scenario would be awesome and yeah. I don't really give a shit at this point. Right. It makes it, it's a, it's a very <clears throat> effective strategy. Next question is from Dining with Dio. What is one thing you can't live without, not including exercise? One thing we cannot live without. Well, there's there's God. there's the obvious ones, right? Yeah, your, your my kids, obvious one girl, is my girl the, yeah. for sure. I think Katrina. Um, I think once I was you say boners, once you find <laughs> that was me. Go ahead. Once you find, uh, and so I guess that you, I would, uh, you know, we'd have to have like that exception if we were going to try and f think of something else. Yeah, I'm sure you can't name people because that's too easy, right? Because I feel like that that that's an that right away is the first thing that comes to mind with me. So can't can't live without. I can tell you one for me. Okay, let me I, hear it. Uh, stimulating conversation. Uh, it, if I can't have, is that good, a thing? Yeah, conversation is a thing. I'm thinking something tangible. Well, he's saying exercise. What's exercise? That's not a thing either. Yeah, sure, it is. Exercise is tangible. Movement, exercise. Sure. Yeah. So is talking. They said you can't. Say really? That yeah. yeah. Talking is. I, I. I can't. If I'm not stimulated with with good conversation, um, it's. Uh, well, I have a really tough time. This is why I hated school. I hated school because. It was so unstimulating. It wasn't hard for I think me. It's a lame answer. It was. I feel like goal. I would say goals. Like I can't live without goals in my life. Well, like you can I'm, make it whatever you want. You yeah. can do whatever your answer is. You know. Yeah. I, think it was, I think that was. Lame. If you want, you can give yours, and I'll tell you if it's good or bad. We no, can do this I, judging no, thing back. No, no, I can do without that. <laughs> well, I just that's something I can do without. I just feel like I feel like things like that are all they're not tangible i think they're looking for a tangible thing right? i don't like tangible. okay how about this i think for me it's mainly nature so if, if because of living in different places like i've gone like i've lived okay, in, like in the city way better than yours in san jose i've lived in chicago like great great atmosphere great people all that like the extreme weather but for me like just to be within the woods and uh, like I, every single day, like I, for some reason, like I just get a lot out of that and I get like this peace and this calm. And so it's like my sanctuary. So mm -hmm. I can't live without that. I like that. See, and along those lines, I feel like I can't live without people. 
I'm just I'm such a social person, and I feed off of other people's energy. Well, that's obvious. You might as well say food. <laughs> I can't live without food. <laughs> How would you get along without people? Just the math yeah. doesn't add up. You there. would, you, yeah, would yeah. you would die. Yeah. Of course well, not. But technically, you wouldn't though. No, right? you would. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would. You'd run out of like. What would you do? Yeah, I, I, would. I would. I would. I would definitely. Because uh, there, there's not a lot of things that um, I can't absolutely live without, except for those things that we would probably consider a necessity to live, right? So I like D- Justin's nature thing. Well, like I mean, it's, it's okay. If it's a necessity, is it really a necessity? Will he really die? I think the, the object of the question is yeah. pick the one thing, pick th- something that you really like and love a lot. That's what I think. And, yeah, is. you yeah, can technically like live without. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to pick something more super. So I would have said sleep, because if that was the case. I'm going to give you something more <laughs> superficial that maybe people don't know about me that's like really really important to me that but i r- really really enjoy no <laughs> so i have this thing that i do that I, and katrina and i do this together that i just absolutely fucking love and it for some reason it always helps me reset keep my mental focus do all these things i completely enjoy it and i love to go all over and travel and go to random fancy ass hotels and fucking veg out for three days where i get room service and spa treatment and I absolutely love that, and it and I've put that together a long time ago in my life. So it's been something that uh, I've incorporated. It's something that I can tell that Katrina loves as much as I do. So it's part of what makes our partnership so well because it is something that we, on a regular basis, never do I let about three months go by where I don't have, even if it's just two or three days where I get away for a weekend and take off, and we go somewhere. And we normally go somewhere really, really fancy and nice. It's somewhere where I just I want to be pampered, and I just fucking it helps me it just whatever it does for me it keeps this incredible balance it allows me to be that guy who can throttle down at work or his goals or do things like that but then still allow this balance of where i i know recalibrates yeah it does it recalibrates me and like i said i put that together at a pretty young age and it's something that is routine and then and my partner now who i couldn't live without also it knows how important it is to me that she, I don't even have to plan it. I know that she's always on top of making sure that I, she knows, oh, my God, we've been traveling. We're doing all this work stuff and busy, busy, busy. And, you know, I know it's been a few months in a row. Got to get Adam and I away somewhere, and we will. We'll just go. And even if it's only two, three hours up the road somewhere, we'll go somewhere. And I love to bounce around to different places and experience mm-hmm. different hotels and different areas. And along with that, a lot of times comes with what Justin just said. Like, I love to be by the ocean or up in the woods and around nature and so yeah we're actually planning a trip uh to napa in february just over on a weekend day nice. just to go up there and do like a resort oh i've got some great places for you we do just, you really yeah, we just, already booked one we, we haven't uh, done that yet fuck. We, uh, you should go you guys should always call me when it comes to stuff i didn't know I that know. okay yeah. so i i'll tell you the one after off air i don't want to learn on air but i'll tell you afterwards when i booked and let me know because mm-hmm. i'm sure i can cancel mm-hmm. if i needed to no i need that stimulating conversation like if i'm at a party and there's a lot of people at the party i have see people they think i'm and they think I think I'm a super extrovert. They think, oh, this, you know, Sal likes to talk. He probably has no problem at parties. They're challenging for me because small talk I can't stand. I hate small talk. It's very difficult for me to sit there. Yeah, if it has no purpose, it, it, I just need to be stimulated, or yeah. it needs to be like, let's go further, let's go a little deeper. Like, I know I just met you, but let's talk about some yeah. good shit. Let's talk about <laughs> like your golf swing and fucking. Yeah, like let's talk travels. about your like your ambitions, your passions. Let's talk about the universe, like weird shit. Because yeah. when I sit there and have small yeah, let's talk, get weird. 
it's so torturous for me to do it that this is what I end up doing at parties. I end up bouncing around the party the entire time because I get so annoyed with small talk with one person that I yeah. start to... You're trying just, to find the one person that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I just can't stand it. But if we're going to sit down and we're going to debate something or we're going to discuss something deep or talk about you know, concepts and philosophy, like then I'll sit there and have a great time. But yeah. I need that stimulating conversation. Otherwise, I will literally... I will drift off into space with my thoughts. If you want to keep my attention, yeah. good conversation. That's how I am with people that don't have, you know, personality or, <laughs> you know, like don't have a sense of humor, especially, you know, because I can't get along with you. I'll be honest. <laughs> how do you know when you make get a joke? Me. That you make a joke and they don't and laugh? It just bombs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it's not even that. It's just like the whole time you can just tell, you know, the type of person will just sit there. And just like, yeah. They're just like this ho-hum kind of person that's just like going through life. Like, Bleh. They just don't get it. They just don't get it. Next question is from Holistic Fitness. Why do you think almost everyone starting their health and fitness journey go way too extreme and run into problems before finding balance in their health? Why can't we all just start like that? I think there's a few different reasons, and I know we're going to get into all of them, but one of them that may not be as obvious, because this is a this seems to be, um, in my experience, in my observations, a natural um, human... Uh, tendency for everything. And I think it's because you may not know where the middle is until you know where the ends are. Mm. Like, how do I know that this is the middle until I've experienced extreme over here and extreme over there? And if you, you can look at um, most things that people do tend to, we tend to do it that way. We either are way super not interested or we go overboard and then we start to find the middle. This happens with uh, political movements um, in America all the time. We will go so far in one direction. For example, for a long time, uh, you know, uh, you know, the way we talked about women and minorities and issues and situations was terrible. We we said some horrible, horrible things, and so it it went way the fuck. The pendulum swings so far over to another direction now that everything is offensive. Anything we say is bad. Comedians can't be comedians and all that stuff. And I think it's just natural. It's like we have to go to this extreme side before we can find this middle. And it works with fitness too. Like, um, And that's part of it. The other part of it is I think people go into it and they're like, hey, I want to get in well, shape super bad. And- you say, you go that angle, which I can, I agree with you there too. But I think the biggest culprit is our fucking industry. I think we over, we, we over glorify sure. fucking the whole the motivation thing. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Some of your biggest pages on Instagram and Facebook are all these fake ass fucking motivation pages. pages. Yeah, for sure. Everybody and we and we feed into it, and everybody's searching for this external motivation, and it's over it's uh, the over glorified the. Uh, beast mode and the all out and the kill it and if you want to get your goals you got to work hard and yeah, you people know, need like idols the, to well, follow. The thing is that getting in shape right or building an aesthetic physique or being healthy is science based right and when you when you look at other things in our life like you know being successful financially or working your way up the ladder at work or you know doing well at a sport like there, those things are different. There's, there's less science involved in that. There's less, it is more about motivation. It is about work ethic. It is about working hard. And for some reason, we've, we've muddied that message in fitness to make people think that the same rules apply in fitness. Now that's not to say that 
people don't lack motivation and consistency and hard work doesn't pay off inside the gym. I'm not saying that. I think we've just over glorified it so much that people think that's the the way, same way you approach it. The same way I approach getting good at basketball, the same way I approach being better at work, the same way I approach about making more money, all those things, uh, we, we go after it as hard as we can, take no days off. We apply that same thing to health and fitness, and that's fucking couldn't be further from the truth. Man. That's not the way to go about it. In fact, that's that it, that could probably be more detrimental than actually approaching sure it, it in a much slower, more st- strategic way. And that's because we are we're dealing with something that's more science based. It's not it's not something that is driven through motivation. But you know why is that? Well, because it's easier to market that to you guys. Yeah. It's the marketing machine. The, yeah. the marketing mach- machine is built. Uh, because what the market demands is quick, fast, you know, give me the pill version of whatever it is to get me to this aesthetic or get me to this particular goal that I have in mind. And so the thing is, I mean, the fitness, people in fitness and in business are guilty of feeding back into that and trying to adjust their business to provide something that screams like, well, I can do it in three weeks. Well, I can do it in one week. And, you know, it just becomes this competitive process of trying to grab attention. Mm -hmm. And then this attention becomes the perception of like how it should be done to the consumer. And so, you know, for people like us to try and slow that down, you know, this is this is abnormal. This is abnormal. Uh, th- this isn't what people are experiencing as far as the message of getting back to fitness and health and well, doing yep. it with the, a with a measured approach. The bottom line: the industry's been pumping it out like this for quite some time now, 20, 30 years plus. This has been the message in health and fitness, and quite frankly, it's fucking failing. The success rate is less than fucking fifty percent. So it's something's got to change, and this is a lot of the motivation of what we do. Was that okay? You know, we've been in this industry for this long, and if we're completely honest with ourselves, the people that get all this information and this motivation from us aren't seeing the results. So we obviously are going about it wrong. There's got to be a better. It's succeeding approach. and growing in money, right? I mean, it's succeeding right in on that, that level. Absolutely, yeah. You're yeah right. We're getting more people to buy stuff. We're getting more people to, you know, do workout. You know, to to enroll in workout programs or become members of a gym. But are we helping people? No. no. The the nobody's health and fitness is I mean generally hasn't hasn't really helped. No. Um I think there's also this the side of the you know, the martyrdom. Like people uh, identify with being a martyr. All, and it's a natural thing that we tend to do. Like I'm going and I'm going to grind and work hard and get sore. And it's that story of like I dedicated my life to this and I woke up at five AM and I and everybody loves to hear that story, so people want they identify with being the martyr. You you hear this with athletes and with stage compet- competition athletes all the time. Mm-hmm. I did this many hours of this. I did this restriction on my food. I didn't eat anything, and it's like it's a badge of honor to be a martyr with what you're doing. And the, the other part of it is like people want to feel like they're doing like they're helping, but they don't necessarily want to help. So I'll explain what I mean by that. Like um, if you look at like um, Look at like the like uh, the poor people. Let's look at let's look at the disenfranchised. Let's look at you know if you see people on the streets, you want to feed them, you want to house them, whatever. A lot of people like to vote for policies that make them feel like they're helping. But how many people actually 
help? How much help are we actually or like physically give, there, or or not only physically there, but if we look at like the money you spend and how much we actually get out of it, and why is this not working? Yeah, people would ra- they want relief from the feeling of I need to do something, mm. not actually doing something. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to working out, I think people we've we've identified you know being overweight, out of shape, and unhealthy with lazy. You're lazy. You don't have any discipline, and you're just a fuck up. Which I sometimes is true. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes you are lazy. Sometimes you are a lazy. Well, really, fuck, like, But a lot of times it's not. A lot of times it's the whole approach is totally fucking wrong. But when they go into the gym, they're like, "I'm gonna sweat. I'm gonna bust my ass. I'm gonna apply this high intensity. I am a hard worker. Yeah. I'm gonna show everybody that I'm that I can that I'm doing this." And it and it's this unenjoyable. And people identify with exercises. It needs to be something that they hate. Well, some people you know are saying? some people are having yeah. success with it. So I, I look at it like this. It's like taking a car and I'm going to push this car across 100 yards. And the the harder you push this car and the less brakes you take, the faster you're probably going to push the car than the other guy. But guess what? There's an option for you to get in the car and fucking turn it on and drive it the 100 yards. And that's a lot easier and a lot <laughs> like, faster. Whoa, I didn't even think of but that. that. Yeah, but that's, like, but that's, that's what I mean. They're identifying like that, with the yeah. hard. That's the Exactly. That's the fitness thing because there's people you that can't. You have to push the fuck you, out of the car. We all right now, okay, the, the four of us could go out to a field, put a car on there, put it in neutral, and we could push it across the field. And each one, one guy would push it faster than the other. Like, right, Sal goes first, then Justin goes, and I go. We're all trying to beat each other, and it's all turning into this. Who can go harder can get across there. Then Doug comes along. He gets in the car. He starts it and drives it there faster yeah. than all of us and it's like that's really what everybody looks like when and then everybody chin. who pushed the car Damn, Doug uses your brain yeah and then everybody who pushed the car is like ah oh, that doesn't count I was <laughs> grinding I was <laughs> pushing hard. I was up at 5am no, I just said smarter, smarter approach it. at it so I mean you can still get the car there that's why that's why it still exists right yeah. if people were pushing their bodies that hard and they weren't seeing the results by from all the sacrifice and the hard work, then it still wouldn't survive and be there. But some people do. Some people do have the ability to actually push their way all the way. And I saw this so much in the competitive world. I mean, this is really, I think that the number one thing that separates the average Joe from the competitors is these competitors have this ability to just shut off the rest of the world, not give a fuck about their relationships, anything else, put their, it's a very selfish sport and they can grind all the way through it better than most. They have a very competitive attitude towards it, but there is a much easier way. And for the average person who's listening to this, that just wants to get in good shape, it ain't that fucking hard. No, it is not that hard. It takes, it takes some discipline. Yes, it does, but it, it doesn't need to be this fucking... Well, it's one of the reasons why... I mean, we're in January, right? It's one of the reasons why the commercials that we're running, and I'm sure there'll be one at the beginning of this episode, where I pitched the the Super Bundle, because I know a lot of people are starting off right. this, you know, in January, getting serious, like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym now, I'm going to get in shape, and... With something like a super bundle, you have a plan so that you're not going in there and just identifying with the pain and the heart or whatever. You have a structured plan. You can see what you're doing. Trust the process so that you override your natural tendency to want to make this as painful as possible. And then, you know, watch what happens. People will get so much further along if they just did it This is such a great question to lead into this next one, Doug. Next question is from Cody Patrick. What are your thoughts on the show Fit to Fat to Fit? I think it's yeah. pure, awesome entertainment. I yeah. don't think it benefits mm. 
anybody uh, or m- most people in any positive way. I'll tell you why I would never do so. Fat to uh, fit to fat to fit. Yeah, explain what, what is a show where they'll take somebody. By the way, he's been trying to get on our show for quite some time. The guy that did this one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I've been this, turning him down. This is a show where you'll get these you know, ex trainers yeah. or or the current trainers, fitness fanatics, whatever. They're like bodybuilders. Yeah, like, they're super fit. Purposely get fat. They'll purposely get really fat. And then the goal is now to get fit again. And the goal, the the entertaining aspect of the show is now they get to feel what it's like yeah. to be really overweight, and they get to feel what it's like to get really fit. And they can, you know, they can live through, it and they can become more empathetic towards their clients and other people who have this struggle. Right. Here's why I would never do it. That is a very they. It is a not a healthy uh, Fuck situation. No. They are, um, they're going from extreme fitness to... Well, you've seen Super Size Me, right? Yeah. Like, Super Size Me, he wasn't even trying to get fat. He was just eating fast food every single day. Like, these people are actively... like they, they have And what to, they're doing is they're, like, they, sitting in front of the TV all day. Yes, no. Eating terrible food all day long. They're for... I mean, they are forcing it down because they have certain... They have to, they have to get to a certain point to even be able to do this, right? Dude, I just read a study. This just reminded me of a study that I read. Somebody sent it to me where they're showing that um, when you go through a process of that, that there's some epigenetic changes where your immune system has a memory. Oh, shit. So although, so if you make yourself super unhealthy, really obese and very unhealthy, and then you lose all the weight, mm. that, that your immune system remembers how you were for a lot longer. So even though you're fit now and all that stuff, it could take a lot longer for your that inflammatory state of your immune system, and these are animal studies, so they're going to do some on humans that uh, you know could linger. And I don't doubt that this will happen with people. So not a good idea. Well, to do this. part of the reason why, yeah. for those who might be wondering why why I haven't, this guy's been reaching out to me to get on the show for quite some time, and I've just I've not been interested because I have I have no desire to promote what he's doing. Um, you know, to each their own. If you've found out a clever idea, and, and I've seen the, I've seen it. I've watched several episodes. It's an angle for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's the same old shit in the fitness industry. You know, it's yeah. like it's all purely based You're off. You're a of fat inter- piece of shit. I'm going to be just like you yeah, for a minute and then come back. Oh, I'm not man, a fan. That sucked. I'm not a fan of it. I <laughs> think. <know>? Did it, <laughs> I just summed up this whole story? It sucked me in to watch it enough, and when I watched it, I was really uh, not impressed with the the caliber of a trainer, the trainers. Yeah, making, which by the good, way, yep. most really educated trainers are going to tell you, "Fuck off! I ain't putting myself through that." Like, I don't yeah. need I don't need to put myself through that to be able to connect to my clients and understand where they're coming from. Yeah. You know, and so. I can actually have empathy and just be, you know, the right. size I am. No, you're yeah. right. We watched, didn't we all watch an yeah, episode together? Yeah, you were at my house. But that was when you were staying with me for a while. Yeah. We and watched they, a couple episodes. And they, and it was. The trainers are awful. No, Well, it was terrible because now that one of the trainers, like w- the trainer will get out of shape and fat. Mm. He has to go do workouts to get fit, but he has to get trained by another trainer. How do you think that trainer trains him? Because they're on TV, right? Oh. He's like beating the fuck out of them. Intensity all day, yeah, making him puke, making yeah. him throw up, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, no, it's so terrible. I, I am not all a right. fan of the show. I am not a fan of the idea. Sure, do I think that a tra- okay, being a guy now who's thirty six years old and I have been overweight, I've been up to 20 percent plus body fat, and leaned all the way down to sub three, and to go through that whole process is has made me more in tune with my body, give me more empathy for clients trying to lose body fat and come down. So sure, I, I, I can definitely agree with some of the positive effects that come with that, but by no means would I ever tell, that's like anything, like any adversity in your life, right? but I would never force that adversity on somebody, especially when it has health detriments to it. So yeah. that to me, that part of it is, is the silly part. I would never consider intentionally making myself fat to lose weight just 
just so I can get better connected for my clients and show people process. Now, I use the fact that I had fallen out of shape and I got shredded to actually grow my social media. So again, I can I can totally understand it. But by no means did I like actively go get fat. No, it was <laughs> I it wasn't was, like trying. It was organic. To, yeah, it was organic. I, I got to a point where for the first time in my life that I actually felt like I was, whoa, I'm out of shape. I've never had I'll, struggled with extra weight. I'll tell you what happens. Uh, I have yet to see a fitness show on TV that does worth a shit. That does a good job. All of them um, glamorize and uh, you know uh, you know hype up the intensity aspect. All the of drama. them show the drama. People puking from the workouts. All of them show terrible, yeah. terrible practices Just to the getting coach fit. hammering them the whole time. It's promoting like, bullshit. It's promoting the myths. But I will say this: I feel like I personally feel like the time is right now for a show. That could show it being done the right way. It would require good editing. I disagree. It would. I think it could. I think it could be entertaining with the right editing. Look, imagine if, if we were on a show. Imagine if we were on a TV show and we had clients who were overweight and they filmed it the whole actual time. They didn't just tell we us- We hey. need like a year. Right. <laughs> imagine if they said, okay, uh, we'll give you six months. Let's say six uh, months. That's at least six months budgeting. of a decent amount like, of time. Uh, a year? I just, it, I, I, but I, imagine the conversation. This is why you're wrong, though. You don't this, think so? No, I know you don't, you're, you're wrong. I know you're wrong. And this is why I know you're wrong, is because I've seen enough stuff on why why they do play into the drama, because that's what gets ratings, man. Yeah. And w- telling the truth is not, it's not, it's not exciting enough. I don't know, dude. Look it's at our not. show. Our show has grown, and we have said everything opposite. And we, yeah. we, when we entered, we talked about vajazzling, bro. We've talked about some sure. edgy shit. Oh, no, no, hold on. There's an entertaining aspect, <laughs> right, of course. Right, right, right. I'm not saying that this won't have that a show like that would be just straight, like whatever. But what I think is, if it's edited properly and it shows the real process, bro, because I, enough people this are is why you to read the, This is why you got to read the book, Hitmakers. The reason why we still, we, are, you guys know that we still are. All of us are are watch soap operas. Soap operas are still fucking in in our in our everyday american wrestling lives. is a soap opera right everything yeah. we because we thrive off of that whether we want to admit it or not and and we and it's just told in different stories so if you were going to do a fitness show like that and it be successful i mean biggest loser example of this i felt like biggest loser the first two seasons i really liked it i thought the what the, they were conveying what they were showing on it but what they realized was the episodes that showed a little bit of the drama yeah, the most the, dramatic loss is going to get you better ratings so let's hammer the fuck out of so them making as skinny as possible exactly so they start coaching to the drama and feeling that. so maybe a show like you're saying Sal could start off that way but what, 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 I think there's enough drama. There's a lot of drama. I know it's not the same kind of drama, right? But it's not enough. Like natural stuff tends to happen. It's challenging regardless. I think maybe I'm just projecting that that's what I would like. To yeah, see. That's, yeah, that's, I, but that's I, the reality. I think with the right, I agree with you. I'm with yeah. you. I would like to see that. I think there are people that listen to our show that say, "Yeah, I would watch that." But you're not America. Yeah, yeah. you guys are a fraction, a very small, small fraction. Maybe of an internet show. You could launch something like that well, on the internet. Well, so I, I agree that we could- right, you couldn't do it on Mind a network. Pump, Mind Pump Media could produce a YouTube type of series like that that I think could I do think very well. I think it'd be well. better as like a documentary, like a long, you know, like well thought out, you know, spelled out. Like, okay, if we did this span of months. This is what happened. And then you do yeah. like check-ins. Like, so that way you get like educated. Yeah, it's like a real peer insight into somebody that like changed their life. I agree. I agree that, with but, you. That, but that's it though. You I, know why I think it would do well, something like that? If it's done right, of course, because if it's done right, I feel like, first of all, the timing is good because 
so many people have been exposed so much of the same kind of fitness mm-hmm. that it'll be a little counter. Mm-hmm. So people are like, whoa, this is different. And I think enough people have gone through the old fitness to see that it doesn't work. Yeah. So now- your, uh, your your direction, your theory thinking though right now is off. Because I'll tell you right now, especially a guy like you who's so into studies and research, like the research is already proven, man. They've already done this. This has all been done before. Like, what if we did this way? And what if we did I'll that way? I'll tell you way? what. I'll that's tell why, you. That's why. Well, here's here's why I'll argue that. And I'm not a, a TV executive or any of that stuff. And I'm not talking about, I'm not really even talking about network TV, but I, here's why I think I may be right. Because had you gone to food companies and said, just five years ago, 10 years ago, if you went to food companies and said, hey, people are going to be more interested in the quality and the sourcing of your ingredients than they are in fat grams and total calories and stuff like that. They would have laughed. They would have laughed. It's a bad analogy. Why? Because it's, it's it's totally changed. It's food and health. You're talking about entertaining the brain. Totally different. It's, I'm not. It's a two, you're different operating system. I bro. well totally different. Well, so think about it this way: there are lots of documentaries that have done exceptionally well that are far less about the old hype and more about the real deal. I think people may be ready to see and hear what really. What it how it really fucking works? It may be just shocking enough and interesting enough. I don't know. Maybe I'm pitching it to, you know, uh, out in the ether. But I I think I, I feel like there might be a market for this. I really do because every I can't. Can you think of any fitness anything that's come out that's shown anything real? It's all been fake. You well, know what I'm saying? No. See, again, I when Biggest Loser started off, I watched I watched the first five seasons. It was really good, dude. It's exactly what you're talking about. They told a very good story, and there wasn't all this manipulating the weight and crazy like killing them last chance workout that evolved later on. I wonder if this because is- what ended up happening, and they've done this, and I've read articles on this. This is this is where I'm read. I enjoy this stuff. I enjoy reading into all this stuff. The book Hitmakers gets into this in great detail that we are attracted to something that we recognize. That's the past. New is not new is not what we normally want. We just want the story told a different way, mm-hmm. and so this is it's a different way. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm not saying that it can't. It, people wouldn't watch it. Like we have an audience that would probably watch it because they. they I'm just telling you that it, it wouldn't be a blockbuster idea, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a. It's not what you. And it will. People will it would always be something like a Viceland doc where it's like you know it's it's this cool new wave of like underground like people want raw real information and, and all that. Like there's going to be a market for that, but it's still not. It's like just mainstream. Not, it's just not. Can you just not be open minded about the fact that it's not. It's not as entertaining. Yeah. Well, it's I not know entertaining. that. I know that. You, you go to a car. You go to an Indy 500 not because it's entertaining to watch a car go in circles because you think maybe a car will hit another car and a big explosion will happen. <laughs> you go to football not because you, you can't really compete with that. If you yeah. just yeah, if you just car if you, why do you go to professional football versus like some peewee football because you enjoy the level, of the hits, and the crashes and the drama that's involved in it, right? There's just we yeah. we seek that as humans. It's a very natural thing that we seek for entertainment. And bottom line is, dude. That type of shit would not get the ratings that it would need to survive. I'm on a site right now looking up The Biggest Loser because I was just curious. And season one or two was some of the, the highest ranked ones in terms of... So maybe they changed it because they were trying to keep their uh, their audience rather than... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I, I feel like the story no, the story could get boring, right? Once you tell the story, it could get boring, especially with a formula like that. So Right. Yeah, once, so, you've seen, once you've seen it one time, like, oh, cool, this is how you're supposed yeah. to intuitive eat. You're supposed to train slower like this. Okay, I get oh, yeah, it. you'd be done after Wait, one season. Right, you'd be, yeah, to, you'd yeah. be done after one story because yeah. after that, people love the then drama. Then you bring a celebrity on. Live once. Right, right. Yeah. Then you bring a celebrity on board. Uh, look, if you want good fitness information and good fitness entertainment, the place to go is Mind Pump TV on YouTube. In fact, this month, we have set you up with a free workout program by us. It's all month long. We post a new video every day where you watch the video. That's your workout of the day. I don't know about anybody else that's doing this. 
Go to YouTube, subscribe to Mind Pump TV, follow the workout. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.